3: upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
2: Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness.
5: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. This is the last episode of you're watching that you will be seeing this background. We'll see. I hope you don't get snowed in. Don't say that. <laughs> why, why would you say that? Why, why, why would you do that? Ew. We've been here so Here's long.
6: If you make your expectations low, then you can't be disappointed if something
5: happens. Are you quoting me? Always surprised, never disappointed. I say that all the time. Wow, we really are the same. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my thing in high school. I'm like, I always, always
6: surprised, never disappointed. That's what I would say in high school too. When my friends be get like disappointed in things, I was like. They didn't disappoint me because my expectations for them were already
5: on the ground. So, exactly. That's why people are like, How are you excited if you got a C on a math test? I go, Because I expected to fail, but I <laughs> didn't fail. I got a C. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, This is Don't Play Me. This is an advice podcast. I'm Megan and I'm joined by Melissa, my co-host, producer, and the only reason why this podcast exists and continues to come out. (laughs) What is
6: up, everyone? So happy to be here. Welcome to Monday.
5: Hope you're doing spectacular. Do you think by now, what day does this episode come out? Do we know? On the 8th of March. I am back in Los Angeles by now.
0: Wow. If you're not snowed
5: in don't say that <laughs> it's
4: not snow
5: here's the thing we're in Colorado I love it here the mountain house it's beautiful it's fantastic we've talked about like if we're still gonna be um in quarantine and like still really like this we might come back for like part of the summer or like spring or something like that to like experience like the lake when it's not frozen mm-hmm. and all of that stuff but the issue is is um now that the holidays are over um I have more stuff to do I have like mm-hmm. auditions and stuff and w- when I tell you it's pilot I, season, baby, I'm sorry. Megan's doing pilot season with three sweaters, one of which is a red cable knit sweater. And she has I have one like little black dress. And I was like, maybe I'll wear it on New Year's. No, no. I've worn it for the last I've worn it for like three tapes that I've done. And I have like nothing. We have no <laughs> shampoo. We had to buy new shampoo. We had to buy more shampoo. Well, you I ran out of moisturizer. Oh, yeah. I already had to buy moisturizer a while ago. Like luckily, weird. this
6: episode is sponsored by a shampoo.
5: Hell yeah. <laughs> Listen to it in the ad break. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't miss out. Listen to the ads. So I'm ready to have like my wardrobe and I'm ready to have good Wi-Fi. Turns out great Wi-Fi is my kink, and I'm missing it. <laughs> it is really fucking hard. It's pretty, pretty, pretty brutal, but it's beautiful here. But yeah, so back in Los Angeles, this is gonna be exciting. So looking forward to. I know, and it. it's
6: not like we were seeing each other except for like dropping off like food or something. But it. Feels I feel the like distance. It like I literally feel the distance, and it's I weird.
5: Can, I don't know why. Like I can't figure out why. But I was even mm-hmm. talking about. like, oh, I'm so excited to be back in LA. Like Melissa will be there, and he's like, what? It's the same thing. And I'm like, I don't know. It just feels different it's just different it just does it
6: really really fucking does and all the places i've been looking at are like on your street so oh my god it's, it's not all- on your same block but it's on your street and i'm like it's still closer and i'm just looking forward to it even you though you know i wanted you to difference. move downstairs like <laughs> I, I know but they never
5: moved out <laughs> no, so fucking asshole rude rude well i guess i should explain what the show is uh this is an advice show you call in you leave us voicemails and then we give you some fantastic advice and as we say what we lack in credentials we make up for in opinions Mm -hmm. we have lots of opinions i have an opinion on i don't think there's one thing i don't have an opinion (laughs) on actually probably some boring shit like finance but you still have an opinion on that because that's how
6: you are able I do. to calculate your money. So that doesn't even.
5: Yeah, I guess I have an opinion on everything as long as I have Google because sometimes I mm-hmm. need to Google to clarify to mm-hmm. find out what my opinion is. Mm-hmm. But well, I will I, have one. You know,
6: that's what a lot of people should be doing. is like oh, looking yeah. up things from credible sources before talking off their ass. So.
5: I did see a good TikTok trend of this person who just kept messaging uh, or commenting on like conservatives uh, TikToks and like during their live streams being like, what do you think of Biden's taxidermy plan? And they're like, I just think (laughs) the taxes. Yeah, they're like Biden's tax plan. Like it's abhorrent. Like I saw an article about it and I couldn't even finish reading it because like what he's doing financially, like he's going to be like he hates middle America. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's not even like any sort of reading comprehension there. Oh. taxidermy that's a common word wow. come on uh well oh so if you want to call in for an episode give <laughs> us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com uh we ask you to write down what you're going to say and that's how you get on melissa's good side and and there's only be there. a
6: few people there
5: oh yeah that's like in life m- yeah you 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 want to be there and especially if you're uh, watching the videos you know right off the bat because we know Mm -hmm. if they didn't write it down and immediately even for the updates exactly i mean it's great for the updates when they write it down it makes Mm -hmm. it it streamlines it all and um oh you also have to be over 18 or have your parents permission and make sure you keep it under three minutes which is also great to write it down and then practice Mm -hmm. and share with us your pronouns Make sure you include all relevant information and pronouns of other people in the story if it is uh, relevant to the story. Yeah, relevant to the story. Mm -hmm. That's also very helpful at the beginning, not at the end. Speaking of people writing things down in an update, this update is from, I think we said maybe season two.
6: Yeah, maybe. It's episode 38. So I think that's when we started like breaking things down by
5: season. So I think it is. Yeah. So Brittany Ferlin was the guest. Um, Has she been on more than once or just once? just once just once okay so britney's i think episode... we released a bonus episode because we recorded for like <laughs> three hours with her. we did mm-hmm. that is like probably the people who are like the most surprised Brittany and i talk about it all the time that like people are the most surprised They're like you guys know each other like oh we know each other well and we've known each other for fucking ever mm-hmm. like for so 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 long um so it was actually the title episode of that call which was he's a dad uh, i want to date dating a daddy and daddy. I'm, I'm, dating I'm dating a, dad. a daddy mm-hmm. this was wildly interesting and i think um again it offers a lot of perspective like it's cool to have the updates that are like recent but it's also really cool to have the ones from like a while ago to mm-hmm. kind of see like how much people have like changed and grown and are just are different and how different their situations are and how you can go from being like i'm gonna have this man i'm we're gonna i'm gonna have his baby <laughs> something else but yeah should we get into it let's do it
1: so my original call is from episode 38 which i don't even know what season that was because it was so long ago <laughs>
6: same <laughs> Two, it, maybe
1: for lan and it was called dating a daddy and that was me i, <laughs> daddy. I he was 13 years older than me and mm-hmm. had a baby when he was 16 so the daughter was just three years younger than me when I was dating him. I'm not dating him anymore. That's the spoiler. Um, So basically I was just calling because I didn't know what to do with that information. He originally told me before we started dating that he had a daughter who was, I don't even know what age she is anymore, but she's three years younger than me, wanted me to be okay with it. And I told him I was, uh, but he hadn't had communication with her since she was seven years old. Uh, the mother just had decided she didn't want the baby daddy in her life. She had moved on to another man who she ended up marrying and wanted that to be the kid's dad. So basically the man I was dating, we can call him Rob because there's another man. We'll have another name soon. Um, (laughs) So we'll call him Rob. Rob was not around for the kid's life. And for me, when I heard about that, I was like, sure, that's fine. Um, ended up snooping and finding her because that's what we do nowadays. like yep. with mm-hmm. media. <laughs> So I found her and she's, she lives in the same area as us. She's not far from us. She's also a dancer. So we are in like the same community I was I'm also a dancer so it's kind of like a tight-knit community in the area that we're in so um she ended up following me back we we're following to my social media and I just wanted to have advice on how I could connect my boyfriend Rob with his long-lost daughter you know it sounds like mm-hmm. a movie and I thought, oh, if I could do this, then maybe one day we'll be one big happy family, um, which I never actually ended up doing that. Uh, y'all's advice was basically it's not your battle to fight, it's not your problem to solve. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a lot of the advice y'all were having to give in the beginning. It's like for a lot of us, we just want to like solve our partners' problems because we love them. And it was good advice. And I'm glad I called because um, I was just so in it that. All I wanted to do was fix it, and it was not my problem solve. So I did actually end up sending her an in, uh, Instagram message. Mm-hmm. I was actually listened back to the episode, and Brittany was like, "You should, you could send her an Instagram message," and I did. But I'm so glad you can resend those. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you ta- did you unsend it? Yeah, I unsent it because <laughs> I didn't tell my boyfriend. So I was yes. like, "This is like an invasion of privacy." I yes. just was like, maybe I. I shouldn't do this. I think I was even a little wine drunk. Like <laughs> I, I resent it. I was like, this is not a good idea. And she didn't read it. Cause you have read receipts. Yeah. To- mm-hmm. to she didn't read it. I'll just delete it. And I never got a message from her. So, um, yeah, I don't think she ever saw it. I hope she didn't because I was just not in the right state of mind. And I was just kind of honestly being selfish. Like just thinking about my own role in it mm-hmm. and how, I wanted to feel about the situation and a lot of what he told me about it was like, Hey, this is a new situation for you. I just told you about it, but I've been dealing with it since I was 16 and he was 40 at the time. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I've had a lot of years to really like come to terms with this. I really do think one of these days it'll happen. And he was very religious. So he was like, I know God will bring us together one day. And that to me didn't make sense. I was like, I don't understand how, like, so what? God's just gonna put y'all together? Like, you're not gonna Without do anything? any effort, oh. yeah? Without any, like, you're gonna have to use the devices God gave mm-hmm. you. you right. reach out. Like, you can't just use part of, like. Show up at your doorstep because God put her there. Like, so it was one of those things that was frustrating to me. And so I called you guys, like, what do I do? But they were like, it's not your problem. I was like, okay, okay, it's not my problem. I get it. Um, but really, what I noticed was that the issue that I had was I was just very codependent in my relationship with him. So all the issues that he had, I felt like I needed to fix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything. I even like, looked up what codependency means it's like feeling responsible for partners thoughts feelings and actions and i felt his inaction that like, not reaching out to his daughter was like my responsibility okay so i gotta like make sure they come together mm-hmm. and reunite and like this will be a great thing and he'll be so happy and he's happy i'm happy like that was that's how i lived like in that relationship with him and now that i'm not with him the partner i have now is actually an ex-boyfriend um, I dated him before I dated Rob. We we'll call him John. New guy's John. He's like the boyfriend I dated before Rob. Um, we reconnected after after our call, probably six months after I had my first call. Um, and when, now that I'm with him, I realize my relationship with Rob was kind of it wasn't good because I had such an insecure attachment to him mm-hmm. and everything depended on him and his feelings but he was also insecure so his you know happiness depended on my happiness so we were like constantly trying to make each other happy but neither of us were,
6: we're working happy. towards being
5: happy. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: never gonna neither of us are gonna be happy if we're just constantly worried about the other person and john the person with now again it's a fake name they are very secure they don't need me to make them happy they're happy on their own and he just chooses to be with me and to you know we're happy together so it's like i realize now years later that me trying to set him up with his daughter while that does sound like a really great thing to reunite a father and daughter after years and years being apart It really was not healthy. It wasn't a good task for me to try and take on.
5: Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you're out of that. Me too. Okay. Should we get into our first call?
7: Okay. So this call is because I feel like my eight-year relationship with my friend is slowly going down the journey. Let's call her Sarah and let's call me Madison. Okay. So me and Sarah have been friends for about eight years. We started middle school together and... We are currently living together, and we go to the same college. Now, Sarah is a very hard and fast type of lo- lover. She will talk to someone for two weeks and then start dating them and tells them she loves them within a month of knowing them. She's 100% a whole lesbian. And she's really shit at managing multiple relationships at once, so whenever she is in a relationship, I usually get put on the back burner. Another thing about Sarah is that she's very secretive about her relationships and speaking to me. So Sarah was in a really toxic emotionally abusive relationship two years ago and during that time I was clueless about what was going on and I still feel guilty about it but she basically dropped off the earth and would never text me would never make friends with me and anytime I would text her she wouldn't respond today and so I felt really lonely and I started making new friends and my friends and Sarah grew up together as well we've all known each other since middle school so she made me feel really shit about making other friends and she always mentions that i dropped her during that time when it was really kind of the other way around but right after that emotionally abusive relationship ended She started another one and then they broke up and then she started another one and then they broke up and then she started another one and every time she's been in love and every time she has a relationship she told me nothing about them except they're dating and she just always puts me in the back burner because she knows i will always be there my friends the ones that I quote unquote abandon her to be with all tell me that she's taking advantage of me, but we've been friends for forever and we live together and we're best friends and she's practically my sister. So I don't really know what to do. So basically my dilemma is my best friend is very secretive and emotionally distanced when in a relationship, which is all the time because she never is single. So what should I do about that? Did I? I don't know. I mentioned it to her and she always gets really defensive. So I don't know what the next step would be. Thanks for listening.
5: (laughs) Bye. It's hard to live with friends. And like, I, it always boils down to this, but like, if you guys didn't live together, you could just kind of like go about your lives and it would be fine. Um, Because I think this is really, like, I definitely have friends who were like this who have since grown out of this like completely um and that was something that was like meeting my friends who like are now in like very very long-term relationships how I kind of knew that like that person was the person they were going to end up with is that like they didn't immediately become obsessed with them it wasn't like all of that stuff all at once like it wasn't like that at all like not that they were keeping secrets from me but they definitely were very hard and fast, like first date, like love them so great. And definitely would become obsessed and spend all their time with them. And I would be on the back burner, but it wasn't hard because we didn't live together. So like, it was just kind of like, I knew that that's how it went. But then as they got older, that's the relationships that like stuck and the ones that lasted weren't like that at all. So the the withholding information from you, I don't blame you at all, but I'm assuming that's because you've said something negative or you haven't been like quote unquote supportive or you've had yeah you've had feelings which are inevitable about these people which I have, again have also done but if you want your friend to come to you you can't you can't talk shit about the people that they're dating mm-hmm. and that's a very hard thing to do but if you really want to like be in the loop and like know all of this kind of stuff then that's about apologizing for like the stuff you've like said previously and saying that you really want to like know stuff and like be involved like you want to like be able to like share in their joy and like happiness and like know all of that kind of stuff um but also if they know they're dating people who are bad for them that's probably why they're not telling you um which has definitely i've been there too but i i think you feel obligated to be her friend i don't really think you want to be her friend right now and that's okay but I don't know. I'm kind of a proponent and a believer of, like, do your... Like, if you want to be obsessed with your boyfriend spend all your time with your boyfriend, like, go ahead. Like, have fun. Like, I have no... I'm not going to stop you. Like, enjoy your life. Mom's not going to tell you to not do that. But, like, I'm going to... Like, I'm going to spend time with other people. Like, I'm going to go do all of this kind of stuff. Like, you can't have both. And You can't have both. Yeah.
6: And, like, call her out on, like, the fact that she... When she's like how she said that uh, you abandoned her, basically, like just call her out and be like, you haven't been around. So I made new friends.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: Get over it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I can't be responsible. I can't just sit here like being the woman at home waiting while you're out with your girlfriend or whatever, like leave, like, let me be, let me live my life. Stop trying Mm -hmm. to hold me back. And like, you always have a place in my life, but. Do you not see how you have left me? It's okay to have separate lives. Like you don't have to always be just because you live with each other. You don't always have to be like around each other.
5: Mm -hmm. Also, you feeling like you feeling really guilty that she was in a toxic relationship and like you had no idea and all of that stuff. And her saying you abandoned me. To me, that sounds like stuff that she has said to you. It Mm -hmm. is not your responsibility to know that your friend is in if your friend is not sharing those things with you and you're not seeing it like you're not psychic there's no way you can know that and she should never put that blame on you right. and make you feel like oh well you abandoned me and like when I needed you and all of that but you didn't know she needed you how yeah. are you supposed to fucking how are know you supposed
6: to know and she's looking to place the blame on someone and you're the easy target because she thinks that you're not going anywhere
5: Well, and also I'm, I would think she. I'm assuming she's making the same dating mistakes. And so she doesn't want to think that her choices, it's no one's fault to be in a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. at all, but I don't think she wants to think her picker is off. And I think she wants to blame an outside party, you not maybe, oh, I should stop, take a break from dating because I'm dating these really toxic people. I don't think she wants to do that reflecting. And then that understanding, because someone who's like not self-aware is someone who's going to place blame on place blame on a third party for their own experiences that like you couldn't have prevented. And I Mm -hmm. think it's a natural thing, like as a friend, like if I had a friend who went through that and I had no idea, like I would be like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry, I can't believe I didn't know. And they would be like, no, that has nothing to do with you. Like, how would you have known? I didn't tell you, like that has, don't put that on yourself. But the fact that she's like, yeah, put that on yourself. Like, that's not cool. And she just sounds... I think your other friends are right. Like she knows that you're always going to be there. And we do tend to treat people like who we know will always be around sometimes the worst because like we know they'll stick around. Mm-hmm. But I think like you were saying, like you just have to have like an honest conversation with her. where it's like, here's the thing, date who you want to date, have fun. Like, I'm sorry if in the past I've said things that have been judgmental. Like, I just really care about you. And I like, am worried for you and make, and like, I, I worry about you like after this toxic relationship that I didn't know about. Like, I definitely like have had I've been stressed about not wanting you to be in a situation like that and me not know again. But at the end of the day, like saying that I abandoned you when I had no idea what you're going through and like that I can't make my own friends, like makes it to me feel like you want me to sit at home, have no other friends and just wait for you to come back from hanging out with your partner. And I like, I need to be able to have my own stuff too. So I have no issue with how much you want to hang out with your partner or anything like that. But in turn, then I you can't have an issue with Me hanging out with other people. Like, that's not fair for me not to have an issue with who you spend your time with, but you have an issue with who I spend my time with. Like, that doesn't feel fair. And, like, it kind of leaves me in a place where you get to have friends and a partner and I have nobody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not, that's not fair. And if, and if she can't like accept that, then I think that's just when like you become roommates. Yep. Which is sucky. But I would also, urge you to not necessarily talk unless you're like done with this friendship I wouldn't talk to your other friends about oh, it because yeah. I think when you mend that friendship again the same way how she exact okay the same way that she's kind of treating you like oh this is a friend that I'm always going to have uh I don't blah, blah 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 she'll always be there you probably feel the same way about her but your other friends don't so when you talk shit about her even if it's like for you just venting that's something that sticks with them and then like Let's say things get perfectly fine between you guys again, then there's some like weird animosity there and some feelings there. I think it's best like if you need to shit talk your friends, just talk to your talk to a therapist, like write it down. I just I'm not a fan of talking to like friends about other friends, Mm
0: -hmm.
5: you know, stuff you wouldn't say to their face. It's just it's not it. It's not it It makes it awkward. But you can talk Mm. shit about people you aren't friends Mm with. Switch it up. (laughs)
4: Switch it up. All right. Next call. Yep. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Megan. Um, I am 22 years old, and I am a Cancer, and I have an issue with a friend who's an Aries, also 22 years old. We had a falling out a couple of months ago because I was seeing a guy that she knew I was seeing. It wasn't serious, but she knew it, and we had talked about him a couple of times, and uh. She matched him on Tinder and then uh, talked to him on Tinder. And I didn't find out about this conversation through her, but I found out through him because he told me. And when I found out, I decided I would uh, not address it straight away, but instead go to bed and then uh, address it the next morning to kind of sleep my anger off. Uh, But that didn't happen because she texted me that she needed to talk to me because she was sad and she she had issues. And I was just very angry at that moment, in that moment. So I said, I don't really see how, why I should be here for you when you would go behind my back like that. Then we had a conversation, um, a phone conversation, and I was really, really upset with her. And I told her that and I said, I can't be here for you right now because I feel betrayed by what you did. I just don't think that that's okay. And then uh, we didn't talk after that for months. And now yesterday she wrote me a, she responded to an Instagram story that I did uh, in the most petty way. And I told her, listen, um, I'm not here for petty drama. That's not the way to get to me. If you want to discuss something, you can call me or text me. And then what she said was, you don't have any interest in, Uh, talking to me because you have never reached out over all these months and I was feeling I'm feeling so bad because of what you did that night and I am still struggling with it and I'm still hurting over it and I didn't quite get that because I was the one who was being wronged I was not the one who did any harm to her except not be there for her in that moment where I was where when I was terribly upset and I think rightfully so and I told her that and now she said, "Well, that night I was having a bad. Um, I was in a bad uh, mental state, and I just really needed you. And you weren't there for me. And I don't want the want your empathy or anything, but I just want you to also see my point. And now my question is: She's a friend who always, very often, uses the excuse of bad mental health to kind of justify her shitty actions, or to justify." Um, yeah, to just justify shitty actions, truly, and to justify being mean to me and, and being, being rude. And I don't know, am I the asshole for not respecting mental health as an excuse in that sense, in that context? You can yell at me. I'm a Cancer, but still, you can yell at me. Is this the pilot for our In NHL? today's
6: episode of Am I the <laughs>
5: Asshole? <laughs> it's become the new segment yeah i do love it me too oh i mean no
6: no not at
5: all no controversial yet brave statement i'm going to make as somebody with um i don't even know if i have mental health um (laughs) anyone who uses mental health as an excuse i don't believe i i don't that's manipulation that's not mental health Mm -hmm. like it's not it's like it's so genuinely not like I can't I don't know anybody who struggles with their mental health who would blame anything they've done on that and like how they've treated other people like or like
6: recognizing that their mental health isn't the strongest and then not taking responsibility for what they did and they're not working towards a solution she's just blaming it and wanting to move past it
5: which is insane like it would be like uh, wow, that thing that I did a couple months ago or like the thing that I did, like I like was in a really shitty place and I like I'm a- I'm out of it now and I'm able to see that and I'm so sorry and I'm really going to be working on better coping mechanisms because I should never be taking that out on you. Mm-hmm. But like being like, I'm, <laughs> my mental health was not doing well. so like I need you to apologize. And also here's the thing. It happened the same night. So you know what happened? She anticipated this. And so she came to you needing something so then she could be upset with you before you could be upset with her. Mm-hmm. That's what this mm-hmm. was. This is like classic manipulation. And this is f- just fuck off, bitch. Like, fuck off. All you the don't way fuck all the way off.
6: Like, why would she talk to this dude? Like, just taking the mental health aspect out of it. Why would she talk to this dude that she knew you were talking to? Did he know that you guys were friends? Like, but he was the one that told you. So, so yeah,
5: maybe, he, but maybe he was like, maybe
6: he was like, um, cause she said they weren't serious. So maybe he was telling her about this other girl that he was talking to. <gasps> oh my God. And Can it you happened to be her friend.
5: I hope you, I hope he knew that she was your friend. But it,
6: her I mean, doing actually
5: they, that,
6: they, yeah, her doing that is so messed up knowingly doing that is so messed up and now she is trying to use her mental health as an excuse for her bad behavior
5: and not even just as an excuse it's like my mental health trumps what i did to you so give Mm -hmm. me an apology Mm -hmm. like
6: no you're not the asshole here she is she clearly is and I think you did the right thing by ignoring her and her being a she's a petty
5: bitch that is not your friend. No, not at all. Mental health is never like an excuse at all, <laughs> and that it pisses me off when people do or say like say shit like that or do shit like that because it's just a it's just a load of bullshit. Like. And the same thing with trauma or whatever. It's like trauma doesn't make you a bad person. Like going through something rough and like rough childhood, bad parenting, anything, that does not make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like your situation can set you up, can make it really, really, really hard for you to become a good, to to seek out help and seek out therapy and all that stuff. But this idea that that's the default is just insulting to people who've also been through shit and like pulled themselves out of it as if that like that wasn't an active choice and like work Mm -hmm. that they put into it. And just being like, I'm gonna ask, like, I'm just going to like be okay with being a bitch and I need everyone else to kind of fall in line around me and I'm going to blame it on something while I'm also not working on anything. Like I'm not working on my mental health, but I'm going to blame my mental health for this. Like that's, no, it's like actual, actual bullshit. And like, again, the whole thing of her even just reaching, like her talking to, that is that seems to me is like a child acting out. Like, give yeah. me attention. Like, pay attention to me, mom. Like, that's like... Because what do you think is going to fucking happen? hmm She's lucky you didn't fucking bitch slap her across the face. Through the computer. Fuck this bitch. You are not the asshole. Block her on everything. Hide your story. Make her so she can't see you. Let her be petty uh, in herself and then she'll self-implode. And also, this dude... <laughs> Please tell me he's no longer in the picture. Okay, we're going to take a break and we will be right back.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen. Premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com.
1: moonpig.com.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.
6: with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have 3 tins 4 shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9.
5: And we're back from our break and working into the rest of our calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling because I just found out
8: that my little brother um, broke up with his girlfriend who have, they've been meeting for a year and she has actually become one of my closest friends during that time. We have a friendship that's totally outside like their relationship, um our we just have so many of the same interests and the personality traits and we clicked immediately. And, uh, yeah, we, we text all the time. We send each other, uh, YouTube videos and TikToks and podcasts to listen to. We're just constantly in communication. And, um, there was a long chunk of time during the pandemic where she was living with us. Um, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but um, at the beginning of it, she was living with us for um, quite a few months, and I am still wanting to be friends with her. I've already reached out to her and told her that no matter what, I'm still here for her, and I know she was super relieved to hear that. She was worried that I maybe might not want to be her friend anymore, but that's definitely not the case. I definitely still want to keep up our friendship um but I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to continue this friendship um while well also I guess being mindful of the fact that she did date my brother like I said our friendship exists outside of that so I don't know if it needs to be something that I'm at all concerned about or if it is something that I should always like keep in mind or at least for a little while. Um, Like I said, they dated a year. Um, As of right now, I'm not sure if it looks like they would be getting back together or anything. They seem to be on pretty good terms. And he said that he just broke up because he wasn't happy in the relationship, which was honestly shocking to me because if anything, I thought she would have broken up with him. Um, to give you a little bit more information, I am a Sagittarius, my brother is an Aries, and his girlfriend is a Taurus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just interested to hear what you think and if you have any, like, words of advice. Um And all honesty, like, he's my brother and we get along, but the friendship is very important to me. I'm very loyal when it comes to my friendships. So, yeah, love the podcast. Um, stay safe, you
5: guys. Bye. PSA. Only give us your Zodiac signs. You also give us our ages. Your ages. I don't care what your Zodiac sign is, but I don't know how old everyone in the story is. Yeah. Um,
6: you didn't tell us how your brother feels about this, which I think is the most, <laughs> most important, important part. Um, like, did you, you reached out to her, but did you reach out to him and to ask him, like, how he felt about you continuing your friendship with the girl like come on you gotta uh i think that's who you should unless you and your brother aren't super close and you're just like fuck that relationship i don't care about my brother like (laughs) i don't i think that's the main person that you should have been talking to and not her
5: and it sounds like you live with your brother yeah so (laughs) go upstairs knock on his door ask but the whole thing with this conversation needs to be like hey because again I'm it sounds like you live together um hey I know you guys broke up uh you know like her and I always really got along and we're, have been like we're friends I would how would you feel if like we maintained a friendship feel free to tell me like that's not something to be comfortable with and if he says he's comfortable with it then you would also let him know and if at any point you're no longer comfortable like let me know mm-hmm. and that's it But at the same time, after that, then I would find out, like, how she was doing post-relationship. Because I think your whole, like, I'm going to stay out of the relationship aspect of it. Like, sure, I get that if they were never in a relationship to begin with. But, like, what if she really wants to get back together? What Mm -hmm. if she's using your friendship to get back together with him or something like that? Like, that's not the kind of friendship that you want. So, like, you need to know that, like, for her... Maybe it's really hard for her to like see you and like talk to you because she just always thinks of your brother and like all of that kind of stuff. Like as much as you want to separate your relationship with her from their relationship, you can't. And so like, it's just about making both parties are comfortable and that it's not hindering both parties from like moving on and living their lives. And that might take like a break or some time, but like it does, You, (laughs) I say this like kindly, you're making this about yourself. And like, you really like this person as a friend and you really want to be their friend. Like, you really like, like hanging out with them and all of that stuff. And that's great, but it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And you guys might be able to be like great friends later on, but like, she might need to get over him. Right. Right, right, right. So, um, and, and also she,
6: but like. The the ex girlfriend now said that she was relieved when you reached out and said that you still wanted to be friends with her. Like that's where her mind is. Yeah, can I'm you just... guys date? <laughs> like that would be I even more it. drama than. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's sensed... romantic, but maybe he sensed it. He was like, they have You're better the thing chemistry thing for you. yes yeah, So. Um... <laughs> I'm going to was... remove myself from the situation. That actually sounds like a great premise for a movie. I'm just <laughs> going to say that. I was literally just going to say that. What were you saying before that? The fact that she was relieved that you still wanted to be friends with her, um, and like is she heartbroken like and maybe even making like a boundary that we don't discuss my brother at all. But like I I just want to know where he is in this this
5: And I need to know how old you are because if he's like 18 and you're like 20 and she's Mm -hmm. 18 and they dated for a year and it's like their senior year of high school, that to me is pretty different than like, oh, we were 25 and like she's twenty two, and like you know, what I mean? like something that's, like the age wise, and like the like the like the level of the relationship, the seriousness, mm-hmm. because the length of the relationship doesn't necessarily indicate how serious relationship or what it's like, unless we know the ages, mm-hmm. like at all. So yeah, I'm just very, and then you also have to think about again, you just can't separate that that that's your brother and they used to date, because what happens when he gets a new girlfriend right 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 what, right you know what I mean like then that becomes like a oh your sister is like really good friends with your ex what about like your birthday party post pandemic like is your brother and then is she gonna come is she like the ex gonna come when bring her like new partner yeah. or her new boyfriend like it you can't it is going to be messy mm-hmm. and so you just either have to like you have to embrace the mess and have open communication about the mess and be like hey I am like an unaffiliated party in all of this, if either of you are uncomfortable or not liking anything at any point, like tell me, because you're the only thing tethering them essentially to have to like stay in like the same orbit. Mm -hmm. But you can't just ignore the mess. Like you have to have open communication about it constantly and know that like one day it just might not work anymore. Yeah. Because like someone else's partner might not feel comfortable. True. True, Which is also valid. Well, call us back would love to know you know some of those more details maybe bring your brother on the line yeah patching his ex-girlfriend we'll 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 fucking doctor fill it Mm -hmm. or maury it if you want us to escalate we can escalate all right last call
6: last one
5: don't blame them
9: So I'm from California and I've been dating my girlfriend for about five and a half years now. She is 25 and I'm 24 and we've been living together for a while for about two years now. My girlfriend is from Spain and is in the U.S. for work. When we first started dating, she had told me that she would eventually like to go back home to Spain. And while I took that into consideration, I felt like it was so far away at the time that I didn't focus on that that much. Over the years, we would imagine ourselves having a home in California together. But all of a sudden, now that her work visa is ending and is not up for renewal due to COVID, she said she wants to go back home to Spain and she wants me to try living there with her. She wants us to go move there when our lease ends this summer, which feels so soon. I asked her what would happen if I end up not like living there, and she said we'll stay together. But she won't give me a full concrete answer, which scares me. I think she's banking on the fact that I'll like it there, but I'm scared that she won't be there for me if I don't like it. And she also hopes to continue to live there in the future, as it seems it's a permanent thing for her. The thing is, I love Spain. I'm fluent in Spanish, and I've been to Spain many times before for months at a time. Although I've never lived there long term... I'm ultimately scared that there will be no turning back from my partner and that I won't like living there. But I also love being near my family and friends in California since they are very important to me. I'm also so comfortable where, where I already live and it's hard to imagine being so far from everyone and everything I've ever known. I know my partner is the one for me and she and I have plans to get married in a few years. She wants me to move into her parents' home. They are very attached to her and they renovated their house to include a wing just for us. It's on the same floor as their bedroom, but we have an entire living space, such as the kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, living room, just to ourselves. Although that is nice, they never asked us if that's what they that's what that's we wanted. They just made the renovations. I feel pressured to live there, even though I would actually be fine and happy living there because I'd save money." At the same time, her dad has said many things about me behind my back. He can be controlling and manipulative and I sometimes feel like I can't escape the toxicity. My partner has a hard time standing up to her parents. But I know I need to handle being around her parents since my partner is the one I want to be with forever. I address these concerns with my partner and she has set boundaries with her parents and has been seeing a therapist. Though I'm afraid she won't be able to keep up the boundaries in person. Anytime the subject of the future comes up, it becomes very tense between us. We both feel torn. And I know if she wasn't as attached to her parents, she'd want to stay in the US. She promised them at a young age that she would take care of them as they get older and she doesn't think they'd be willing to move to the US. My parents are also making me feel bad at the thought of me moving away by saying many things that I also feel like is indirect manipulation. So in the end, I feel torn in every way by everyone. So since this situation is incredibly stressful, I like to hear your thoughts on it. And so thank you to you both. Bye. This
6: is a
5: tough, (laughs) sticky situation. Yeah, there's no right answer. Mm -mm. There's no one that avoids like conflict or unhappiness potential unhappiness i think
6: you need to weigh like is your girlfriend somebody that you see you spending like you want to spend the rest of your life with her because like she's asking you to upheave your whole livelihood to go move to a foreign country that you um other than her don't have any ties to Mm -hmm. and so that's a decision that you have to make for yourself, like do i do I want to change my whole life to be with this person, or do I want to stay where I am, continuing to live my life and lose her
5: exactly it's those are the options, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that I think you need to reconcile is that like there isn't an option of you guys just staying mm-hmm. in America, and it wouldn't be fair for you to like. And even you saying like, well, I think if she wasn't so close to her parents, she'd want to all of that stuff, like honor her feelings. She wants to move back there, like regardless if she feels obligated to versus like, it doesn't matter. She wants to move back. Like she's always talked. You've even said she's always talked about it. There's no convincing her to stay. That's not fair. Mm -hmm. And the same way that she shouldn't be convincing you to go. No one should be convincing you to stay or go your parents, her, her family, anything like that. Um. I think that you say, you say you want to marry this girl. You say that like, this is like who you like want to be with, but you do have to decide like, do I want to be with her and move to Spain? Or do I not want to be with her? Mm -hmm. Because that's, that's really what the options are. And I think if you guys, if you want to try it out, here's what, like, to be super honest, I would try it out. I think there's no harm in trying it out. I don't think that like, I I think that like, if you really do really, if you really, really love her and really want to be with her, you're never going to know like if it'll work out or it doesn't. And it either doesn't work out in a couple, in a year or a couple months or it doesn't work out now. There's nothing that you could do to prevent what's going to happen to happen. Um, And if you're, I'm the kind of a no stone left unturned person. And so I would probably just, I would probably go, but I would be like, okay, we're going to go. Um, I'm going to, and like, let her know I, and here's the other thing too, when you said that like, she can't tell me what's going to happen if I don't like it there. You can't predict it. No. And like, you can't tell me what's going to happen either. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not her call. If you don't like it there, that's like, okay, then that needs to be a conversation of what are you, do you want to do long distance? Because to me, what it sounds like is you want her, (laughs) your ultimate goal is to get her back to california and stay in california because mm-hmm. you were talking about like you guys have been looking at places to live and stuff so yeah so you need to know that like it the really her the relationship isn't on her terms it's like both of you so it's like okay i'm gonna come to spain i because i really want to see if this relationship can work but uh i'm if when we do that like I, I would, I want us to get our own place. I don't want to like live with your family. Like that's like a boundary. Like for me, it's just pretty isolating, which is very, very, very valid. Mm -hmm. And if that's something that like, she's not okay with, like, and she's like, well, I want to live with my parents for a while. Then it's like, okay, then we'll do long distance for a while. And then we'll decide if I want to do that. But I think that like, I mean, maybe actually, I'd kind of take this, but maybe the thing I would advise is actually do long distance first before but you make then, that change like
6: what's the end goal then? because if they don't do long distance there's still inevitably no, that's there's not an end goal there because okay. yeah the girlfriend's gonna want to stay where she is and the caller wants to stay where but she is
5: maybe maybe that distance will make you realize i would move to spain for her mm. sure. yeah. or because like the logistics of yeah moving that far could be rough but no, it's true. I think, like, if you're not sold <laughs> on, like, I will, if you want to be in Spain and this is where you want to end up, I want to end up with you. So, like, that's where we're going to fucking move. Like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, if you're not 100% there and for it, then you're not for it. And I don't think mm-hmm. it's go- It's not going to change once you're there and it's not going to work. And it doesn't matter how much you, like, love each other, how great it is. You guys, just, it just might be you want different, yeah. like, Sometimes love things. isn't enough. Yeah. And that sucks to hear, but there's no, yeah, there's no like right answer that doesn't leave someone compromising something. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't lived with her. She's been away from her, like where she like is like from and all of that stuff for a long time that I completely get why she'd want to go back there. And mm-hmm. I think like, if you want to do tit for tat, then like, maybe you go spend a couple years there. But then from there, it's pretty pro- it's probably pretty likely that both of you are going to want to end up staying where you're from. Yeah. And that maybe just feel like a waste of of time. Or you do a long distance marriage.
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> where you can live, you have places in, in both uh, and you just fly back and forth. What if you picked a different place for you both to live? I think that Spain is the reason she wants to go there because her family's there.
5: Yeah, but I that's what I I that to me makes complete sense. And it seems like home territory versus home territory, like both of you want that kind of stuff. And like you're still young, like spend a couple years in Spain, and then like are you guys open to like moving somewhere that's like the halfway point? I have no idea where the fuck that is. It's the ocean, Megan. You guys need to talk about, like take your feelings out of this. And it's just about the logistics of it and Like you said, sometimes love isn't enough. Like that doesn't, that won't necessarily make it work. I apologize that we don't have like the solution. But I think it's
6: just a lot of soul searching, looking deep within your heart.
5: It's trial and error. Yeah,
6: trial and error. And I hope that your heart doesn't get broken because they've been together a long time.
5: Yeah. And yeah, you You got to, this sounds so fucking cheesy, especially coming from, coming from me. You have to follow, like, follow your heart, not your head. And you can always move back Mm -hmm. or you can always like, that's what it, or, or you stay where you are, like take away the logic and like the practicality and all of that stuff. And like, you just have to go based on your feelings. Cause that's what this is about. Like, it's not about like a job or anything like that. This is about like being in love with someone and trying to make it work. Just don't try and get her to move back.
6: Yeah, I mean I know her it. parents uh, didn't ask you uh, about the yeah, but I still think it's a great gesture. That's v- <laughs> like, like you that's, build a whole
5: wing. That's so sweet. That's like really, really sweet. And I do wonder if you've had conversations with them since about like the shit that they've said behind your back. Because to mm-hmm. me, that seems that seems like a hi we're old people and we don't know how to apologize and Mm -hmm. this is a gesture to show that like we respect your you and your relationship and like we want to give you your own space which is really sweet but also like not obligated at all Mm -hmm. and then who knows maybe you move there you guys get a cute apartment and like after a while you're like i would love to move in with your parents for a while no money i know Okay, this is don't blame them. This is when a listener calls in with their own advice um, from a call we've had on a previous episode. Maybe they have personal experience. um, They heard something or had some insight that we didn't say, or they just want to be like, yeah, Megan and Melissa, you guys fucking crush that. Agree. Sign off. So... What episode? This
6: is from Season 7, Episode 12. And the original caller um, was in a work situation where she wasn't sure what pronouns to use for her new coworker. So here's someone calling to share their thoughts and feelings.
5: Fantastic.
6: Hi Megan and Melissa. Um I am doing a Don't Blame
10: Them um for the latest episode season 7 episode 12 um in regards to the person calling about asking their coworker about their pronouns. Um my pronouns are she they. Um and so I never really have too much of a trouble with that at work just because like people assume that my main pronouns are she and it doesn't super bother me. But I did have a similar experience recently. I do work at pretty liberal small business. And so I imagine it's a little easier when it's like a tight knit community compared to more of a corporate setting. But I had a coworker come in and somebody else referred to them as they. So I just kind of went up to them and was like, Hey, you know, I heard someone refer to you as they. And I wanted to check like, what are your pronouns? Because, you know, I don't want to misgender you. Um, and it, I feel like, The more casual you are about it, the easier it is. Like if you make it a big deal, if you make it uncomfortable, then it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to make that person feel singled out. But if you're just casual, like, Hey, my pronouns, are she, her, or he, him or whatever. And then you just ask theirs and you just continue on with your conversation. It's not going to be a big deal. Furthermore, I think it's also important to just like implement starting to introduce yourself yourself initially with your pronouns saying like hi my name is this my pronouns are this like if we just start introducing ourselves with our pronouns immediately and normalizing that it's going to make everybody so much more comfortable just because like megan said we can't assume someone's pronouns just because they present in a certain way and um the more we get comfortable talking about it with cis people and non-binary people like the more comfortable everybody is in general so
5: that's that's all i got um thanks everybody have a good day it's a great call. And it's also mm-hmm. a great call on, um, it's something that I've definitely gotten better at. And I mean, ADHD, I'm still pretty bad at listening. But that's something that's like, when I hear people talk about someone that I don't know, that's something I really like, I never even realized. So I listen out for how they refer to someone. Mm-hmm. And so if you hear someone referring to someone as, uh, or you hear someone using certain pronouns for somebody, just making, being like aware and cognizant of that is also. A great thing to do but I mean I would even say even s- since that l- that episode which was the last one we recorded um the amount of emails that I've gotten now that like I've noticed have people have their pronouns in the email yeah. which I hadn't even like no really noticed until we did that call and we talked about how like that might be a good way to do this to implement and like email signatures um and I was like oh wow a lot of these places are already doing that and i like wasn't now that now that we talked about it now i'm like looking out for it and so Mm -hmm. i think that's like a a great thing to do and yeah keeping it casual and not making people feel um singled out because it's just we all that's the thing that always kills me like we all have pronouns (laughs) everyone has pronouns Mm -hmm. and so this this idea and like it happens with like straight like conservative cis boys on like TikTok who are like, I don't want to fucking hear your pronouns. And everybody's like, okay, honey. Okay, lady. Like <laughs> bitch, you have like we all have we all have pronouns. Yeah. And it's just now people are finally starting to um uh people, have, they're non-binary they're, people they're, they the non binary people have always feel, ag- Yeah.
6: They feel empowered to share what their pronouns are.
5: Yeah. And we're creating like a space and um a more inclusive like hopefully hopefully, uh creating like a more inclusive world where people are feeling safer and more comfortable to uh be their true selves and Mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not a new thing and so it doesn't need to be yeah again a spectacle and if you see fucking anyone at work or anywhere else making anything like that a fucking spectacle oh call that shit out call that shit out so fucking hard especially if that person's not there you hear people talk, it's like saying stuff. I've had it before where someone that I used to um like di- like kind of like distantly work with um introduced themselves and like said their their pronouns and like all that stuff. And like someone else was like, oh my God, like how fucking weird. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. What are your pronouns? Right. Come on, you have them too. So making sure that in those spaces when people aren't there, that um, you know, if people are saying shit, nip that shit in the butt.
7: Boop,
10: boop, 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 boop,
5: boop, boop beep, beep, beep. Circumcise it. <laughs> snip, snip, bitch. That's it for our episode. Hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, you know what we love? We love when you leave reviews on the Apple Podcast app. It makes our life. It really does. Like, it makes my day. If I'm having a bad day, sometimes I just go and read them. Um, so it is nice when it, it does what I'm looking for it to do. Versus, like, I go to read them and it's like, fuck these libtards. And I'm like... <sighs> Yeah. Well, it was not
6: my goal. Um, Someone also commented that we say like too much. And I'm just like, as I just said, that's just part of language. Get yeah. over it.
5: Get, here's the thing. I know and I've tried and I'm doing the best. I'm doing way better than I used to be. And I'm the best I can be. And there is nothing else I can do. So kindly fuck off. And if you ever do it to me i will because my therapist hyped me up once and she was like no your brain works too because she's like you have adhd your brain works faster than your mouth so you need filler words and she's like you don't really rely on uh or um you rely on like and she was like that's there there's not a circumstance which you don't rely on any it's just which one are you going to rely on
6: go read the book called word slut a feminist guide to taking back the english language and then report back to us please
5: thank you okay um leave us a review and tell us how much you love that we say the word like a lot <laughs> and if you want to listen ad free we're on stitcher premium if you want to support the show we're on patreon it means the world to us for a dollar a month you can watch all the video versions of the episode so that's literally between three and four videos for a dollar that's 20 to 25 cents I think it's worth it. And it really helps us keep this show going. Like, um, honestly, it really does. If we didn't have Patreon. There wouldn't be video. Yeah, this is we've talked about it before, but the pandemic really hit our podcast hard. Um, and we we love doing this podcast. We would love if this podcast for the amount of work that goes into it. Um it's like a very expensive hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and so the podcast, the Patreon really helps us like cover the cost of producing the show. And we also have a $5 tier, which if you want to just support, you don't have to join our live streams. We do do, do do, to Zoom live streams a month where we just like hang out. It's like Zooming with your friends. It's, we like really all get along and it's really fun to like see the relationships that like listeners have with each other and that like, we get to know people really well and it's really fun. Um, and, uh, but if you just want to support the show, $5 a month, it would be great. And you can also, if you are like loaded or you have a sugar daddy, (laughs) um, and that's one of the things you request, you can also fill in any amount you want to be your monthly donation. So you can, if you're like, Hey, I am, um, the heir to Heinz Ketchup, Gretchen Wiener's Thank you. So yeah, check us out on Patreon and check out our Instagram. We have the Don't Blame Me, Don't Blame Meme Pod account, our own individuals. I've got a book out and presets if you want to get either of those things. And what would you like to promote? I have so many other
6: podcasts and just follow me and I put them in my story and check them out.
5: She has so I can't even, I used to be able to name them all. I don't think I can name them all. You can't
6: put them all on one hand anymore, so
5: no you can't she can't even fit them all in her bio yeah that's fucking i
6: was like starting to do um one of those little highlights on instagram but now mm. i don't have enough space to put all the shows, so i gotta delete it
5: see this is why you <laughs> need a li- i think you're i you, you've officially made it you need a link tree <laughs> i think it's link tree time i think so
6: maybe Love or it. i just you know get a website which i'm working yes. on that too, that it's too. coming. That too. It's
5: coming. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, or if you have an update, if you've been a caller on a previous episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. And for updates too, if you want to, you can leave us a voicemail, tell us you have an update, we'll coordinate schedule. Or if you want to send us an email, if you want to send us like a DM on yeah. the podcast account, there's so many ways to get in contact with us for the update. Yeah. Not for regular advice. I prefer for the update, either call or just send us
6: an email and just say, I haven't. I was in this call. I was in yeah. this episode. This was my call. I have an update. Just say that and then we'll schedule for the update. Yes. Also, don't update us with calls, with
5: calls that we didn't put on the air. Oh, yeah. That's a weird turn <laughs> of events that has happened. I'm confused. Yeah. Has it happened more than once now? I'm so confused by it. Yeah. It also just like, all it does is really confuses Melissa and I because then we both are questioning our reality. Like, did we do it? I don't remember this. Yeah.
6: Somebody, uh, it happened once like in a voicemail, but then I've got a few DMs from people saying it. So.
5: Weird. Well, um, (sighs) that's it. Okay. Hope you all have a wonderful day and um, don't kill anybody. Wear a mask. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.
2: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
0: From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't
2: change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.